This is the Prep for Today podcast, where when you prepare for today, you'll be ready for tomorrow. This is episode number seven, and I'm Steve White. This episode, we'd like to go ahead and talk about project management and how it applies to prepping. We'd like to cover a couple of the project management methodologies that are most common, and also talk about a common approach that's not really a project management methodology, but it's kind of how a lot of prepping gets done, some of it, and some of its weaknesses and some of its strengths. So that's where I want to go ahead and get started. Uh, first, the the most common approach that I that I see or that I that I've actually fallen into myself is kind of a shotgun approach. It's kind of chaos. It's a uh, real tactical. If you think of it, you do it. You let opportunity fly. Something comes up, you tackle it. Uh, a need comes up, or you for, you perceive a need coming up, and you try to head it off at the pass. Uh, you may not finish what you were already working on or what was strategically in the, in your best interest, but you kind of take that. Uh, take that first come first serve approach um it's potentially it's it's it can be very short-sighted they could be very inefficient and wasteful because you're stopping and restarting items some things may be started half completed and interrupted by something else um so it could be wasteful it could be costly financially as well as time and effort um you can acquire things that you don't necessarily need or may not have been the best solution long term uh you may have bought a, a lesser quality item where if you would have thought it out a little better, you could have gotten something better for a little bit extra money or whatever, or came up with a better plan. Uh, so you don't have to go back and rework your plan. So next I want to talk about the project management methodologies and where I think the strengths are really going to be in the second of the two. Uh, the first one is going to be waterfall. And waterfall is very common in the project management world. It's uh, one of the most popular. It's been around a long time. It's a traditional methodology where you items and tasks all follow each other sequentially within a line some things can run parallel but for the most part before a project begins the whole project is evaluated and dissected and analyzed to figure out what's going to be needed uh, what the requirements are and then you go back in and you do this, figure out your requirements as far as staffing and funding and and what's everything's going to be needed end to end from start to finish of that project before that project even begins and well, that's that's very useful for a lot of big projects where there's there's time and effort that can be dedicated into just the management of the project itself, or also when you have a lot of different people doing a lot of different items. An example being they're building a skyscraper, or building a bridge, or something like that, or building a new warehouse or whatever, where you have literally hundreds and hundreds of items and different teams of people that are going to be involved at different times, uh, both internal as well as contracted. Logistically, a waterfall project is excellent for for a situation like that. But for a lot of day-to-day preparedness type items that we would do ourselves, either individually or with with our family or spouse or friends or whatnot, it may not be the best approach to sit down and write out a two year plan of you know, what our preparedness plan is going to be end to end and then execute it exactly as we drew it out two years ago. Because we learn a lot of things along the way and our needs change and, and our, our situations change. Uh, both our situations, our, our knowledge base, our, our skill sets, uh, the items that we have to work with, uh, some things that may we thought we may have needed that we could turn around and uh, multi-use another item or whatnot. So... Uh, that's why I don't think waterfall is really the best solution for a lot of a lot of preparedness planning. Uh, you plan so far ahead, and you try to account for everything right out of the start, and it's just it's 
in a lot of situations, it's kind of destined for failure right out the gate. Because if you did overestimate, then you've overestimated and your estimates don't mean anything. If you underestimate, you run the risk of being being off schedule right out the right out the start. So it's really dangerous. Planned items can become obsolete, no longer needed. You can see something where a year ago made perfect sense, but situations change. Um, economics of the world's changed. Job opportunities may have changed. Uh, you may have moved. I mean, just a lot of things like that. And to go back and rework that plan and kind of rebuild it may not be the most efficient. And urgent items may be missed when they when they may be when they may be needed earlier. Um, you don't have that nimble ability to go through if you're going to follow that plan to the letter of the law. You may not have the freedom to go through. You may be knee-deep in one particular item that's going to take you a couple months to accomplish or where you're going to dedicate all your funding or all your efforts to, and something else that's more urgent shows up as a requirement, and it's, it's just not there, and you don't have anything you can dedicate to it. So that's all I really want to talk about on Waterfall. Uh, the next is going to be Agile. And agile, also known as Scrum, in some circles, that's what we that's what we call it. I use that. I use the Scrum technology or the uh, Scrum methodology for some projects that I manage. It's much more nimble. Um, it's it's built around a backlog of items, and you work through those items in time boxes. So you can say, and and instead of saying it's a set of requirements where, well, I want to do X. I want to put in a new garden bed to do something, or I want to go ahead and acquire so much precious metals in a certain time frame and so on. You look at it from a different perspective. Instead of looking at it as requirements, you look at it as user stories, and then you look at what it, what's required to fulfill that user story. And you would say, as a user, I need, as a user, I need to have 30 days of food storage. And then that's your, that's your backlog item. As a, as a, as a user, I need to be able to produce 10% of my own food from the garden. Or as a user, I need to ensure I have enough propane on hand to make it through the winter as well as uh, the spring and spring and early summer for use of the grill so that you can get the best rate when it's time to refill that propane tank midsummer. I need to ensure that I have enough firewood uh, split and ready for the winter. And so on. You can go on and on. Enough water storage, enough power. We have appropriate power backup if the power is to go off in the dead of winter so that the furnace isn't, isn't um, out of commission and so on. But using the Agile approach, you build this list, of this backlog list of these items, and then you can go through and prioritize those items into time boxes, which are usually going to be anywhere from two weeks to six weeks or is common. So you could say, okay, over the next two weeks, I am going to commit to doing how many ever backlog items you think you can accomplish within that two weeks, and then you work on them. Something new comes up where there's a change to something that you've previously, you've previously accomplished, where you say, oh, I want to expand on whatever. You don't stop and do that. You add that into the backlog as a new item. When it comes time for that next to, to schedule your next sprint or your next time block, you then go back to that backlog list and then you reprioritize and say, okay, what's most most important now? Whether it be two weeks later or four weeks later, so you can kind of go through and you constantly reprioritize, but you finish what you start because you know that you've only committed to what you can accomplish within that time frame. It's really a really a excellent excellent methodology. You plan on these time-blocked iterations, or what they call sprints. You can add backlogs to your sprints. You can reprioritize the backlog items every sprint moving forward. And if you have something where it becomes obsolete, you simply remove it. You only work on what's in that current sprint. And if it's too big for that sprint, you break it up across multiple sprints. A good example is, oh, I want to 
save X dollars amount uh, or have X dollar amounts in, in cash in the bank or have uh, X amount of precious metals uh, in percentage of net worth. And you can go through and you can calculate that out and say, well, geez, that's not accomplishable within whatever sprint. Then all of a sudden you could say, split that off and say, here's a piece that's in each sprint. It may not be the only item in that sprint, but it's a piece that's achievable within that. So you don't need, it doesn't all need to be in the same sprint. Um, different priorities at different times of the year. You can add a priority. You could be thinking now here, uh, I'm recording this here, it's in August, and I could be thinking about something that in the middle of the winter is going to be a priority. Well, I could throw it in the backlog. Come one of those winter months, I can go through, reprioritize, and put that at the top of the stack, and vice versa. I could do something like that in the middle, in the, in the dead of winter. I could say, oh, I want to do something with the garden. Well, that may not be feasible because the ground's frozen. But I put it in the backlog. It doesn't get lost. Come spring, come early summer, it's it's right there. It can jump back up to the top of the stack. So it's a really great, great process. Uh, I'd like to do another another episode. just really talks about the whole Agile process and uh, the whole Scrum process as a whole and kind of talk about the different components of it. I'm just giving a basic overview here now, but just kind of giving some perspective on how it kind of relates to project management, how it could be used to help help us manage our, our prepping projects. My personal preference, obviously, is the Agile Scrum approach. Uh, you're constantly refining it. You identify your missing missing items. You add them as new backlog items. Uh, as needs change, you add them to the backlog. If they become obsolete, you remove them. It's really just the best of, best of both worlds. So I'd also like to cover in a future episode the getting things done uh, productivity model. Uh, that's another excellent piece. It fits right into Agile, and uh, you can really accomplish some great things uh, in, in short time frames with minimum effort, and you don't have to juggle everything. It's, it really, really, really uh, helps with personal productivity. I may not agree. These may not be actual individual prepping nuts and bolts type thing, but they really are. They're really the underlying principles that, that can help you be more efficient in what you do when you prep in your day-to-day. Uh, you get a good foundation, some some skill sets like this, and then everything else kind of falls in place or builds right on top of it. You can get some uh, great momentum and get some great velocity. So uh, please be sure to stop by prepfortoday.com and comment. I'd like to hear what you think uh, and if you how you like to manage your projects and how you like to manage your prepping. Um, I I also want to mention that there's a Facebook page for Prep for Today podcast. Um, you can access it directly at uh, facebook.com slash prep for today, or you can just uh, do a search for Prep for Today on Facebook and go and check it out and put links to the different episodes and so on over there. And last but not least, if you enjoyed this podcast and you found found us on iTunes, uh, please take a moment and rate or review it. It would really help, uh, it would really help us reach new listeners who may benefit from uh, being better prepared themselves. But I want to go ahead and thank you. And have a great day. I don't know if I could have planned it anymore Or any better than what came to pass I'm always striving to do better than before Always trying just to make it last There's gotta be something better There's got to be something more Got to be something better Got to be something more Something more